0: Decide to speak. Welcome to the island of Throwdown Thursday. I am your hostess for today. I am the mistress of Merlot. The real housewife of Transylvania. I am the lush of the Grand Guignol Network. I am Ashes von Nightmare. I am here. She is here. <laughs> she is in studio right now. She is sitting right next to me. She is no longer in jail. She is ironborn. She is the president of the Benedict Cumber Snacks fan club. <laughs> Agent Nicole. I am back. Yay! And sitting to my left, left, I have to do the whole <laughs> left, right, left, left, right, left, right. Sitting to my left is my other half, the guy who lives at my house. He is nerdy. He is full of science facts. He is Patsy the Angry Nerd.
1: I'm full of a lot of things. <laughs> You're
2: full
0: of Science shit. facts <laughs> is just
1: one of them.
2: And he's lumpy.
1: He's I am, lumpy. I am lumpy and comfy. <laughs>
2: and, and musty. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I have a
1: delightful musk. (laughs) I do want to say uh, last week when we were recording, I was having an issue with my headphones being super loud and we couldn't figure out why it was. It's because I bring my own headphones from home and there's a volume control on them and (laughs) I have it jacked all the way the fuck up and I'm like, oh, 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 I feel like I'm going to get a concussion from how loud this is. But I have adjusted it, and uh, we're good to go.
0: Awesome. It is awesome. (laughs) And we, of course, as always, are joined by our fearless producer, the all-around good guy and friend to all of the animals, Mr. Johnny Wolfenstein.
3: Not all animals. No? Not Monster Zero.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's an exception to every rule, right?
1: Monster Zero is neither animal, mineral, nor vegetable. (laughs) What is he? (laughs) <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Some sort of outer space potato man. <laughs> that's that's I pretty love... accurate, I think.
0: <laughs> okay, so I saw this. I saw this meme, and speaking of potatoes, it's like, why does <laughs> everything like? potatoes have like a negative connotation if you know somebody is displeasing looking you're like oh he looks like a potato oh like you know something about like a potato it's like dude potatoes are awesome like french fries hello vodka
1: I was gonna say step up it's, your game other vegetables right
0: like? like potatoes are amazing mashed what's that Lord of the Rings quote the little dude says boil
1: them mash them stick them in a stew that's
0: it <laughs> uh yeah so go team potatoes
1: Potatoes. <laughs> you tell him, <'em>, Rudy <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I need so- to go back to jail. <laughs> <Just> kidding! <laughs> I yeah, really I want uh, French fries.
0: Um, so today we are talking about Moana from Disney's Moana. Um, and before we get started, we are going to be talking about our favorite Disney movies. I'm so excited for this discussion. So, oh guys, what are some of your favorite Disney movies?
1: Do you want to go first, or should I wait to ruin everyone's childhood?
0: Okay, you no, know, first of all, this is going to be
2: child childhood ruiner free zone i am still trying to get over last week's episode of my childhood booty and the beast oh my god all right
1: i will i will start i want to say for the record that despite the fact that i tear into some of these movies for their flaws in logic i adore disney films like Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorites.
0: He'll be sitting there on the couch and he'll be like, "This movie, murr, 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 rage, hate, blah blah blah." Oh my god, I love this movie so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, like I had uh, a whole book about the animation process that they did, like how they how they went about it, like how they you know crafted the different creature designs for the Beast, like the different steps that they went to, how they animated, you know. You know, Belle's dress, the way, you know, they would have the actress run up and down a hallway. You know, they they would have uh, an actor stand in for Gaston, like, putting a teddy bear in a headlock to show how we would be holding LeFou. Like, that stuff fascinates me, and I love the movie. I love Aladdin. I love um, Robin Hood, like, one of my favorite movies. Like, how many times have we seen it? I've got that poster hanging in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of my favorite (coughs) Disney movies ever. Uh, Flight of the Navigator, which we haven't watched, but we need to cover because the Navigator is amazing, like the spaceship. I
0: don't know if I've seen that. One. Oh,
1: it's one of my, it's one of the first DVDs I. Oh wait, ever maybe
0: bought. is it live action? Like it's it is. like Sarah Jessica animated? Parker?
1: Is she in it? She is in it. Really? She doesn't look like D. Snyder in this one at all. Oh, shut oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like those are some of my favorites. Like I, I know I tear into them, but I look at it like. If you are going to be a reliable film cricket, you need to look at movies. Is that like a film critic, but different? It's kind of like that. Uh, it's a
0: critic who bugs you.
1: Yes. Um, that was good. You need to apply the same, um, you know, like in, in uh, Silence of the Lambs, when she says, "Why don't you turn that high-powered perception on yourself?" You know, you—if you're going to criticize a movie you don't like for certain things, then you need to do the same to a film that you do like. You know, um, that's how I look at it. Like, if I'm gonna—if I'm gonna say, "Oh my God, Birdemic is the worst goddamn like pile of shit I've ever seen," that doesn't mean I don't respect the work that went into it. You know, because somebody worked really hard to get in to make that film. But I don't have to like it and I can tear it apart. But at the same time, I can also respect the fact that, you know, there are giant plot holes. Like to me, there, there is no perfect movie. Uh, I look at, uh, if you look at like the IMDB top hundred movies of all time, citizen Kane is up at the top and that has one of the biggest plot holes of all time. The entire movie is all about, What did Charles Foster Kane mean when he said Rosebud? And that's how the movie opens, him saying Rosebud, dying and dropping a snow globe on the ground. Nobody heard him say that. No one. No one was in the room. Why is there such an investigation about his last words if there was nobody in the room? But that's regarded as one of the greatest movies of all time and one of the best acting performances of all time.
0: Is it a Disney movie?
1: It is not. So then
0: let's get <laughs> to the topic. I'm just like. Hmm. They were.
1: I'm just. I'm just. You know. making my way in a roundabout way of saying that even though I may be brutal to some of these uh, these films that I do enjoy, you know, it doesn't take away my enjoyment of them. And you know, if you look at some of the stuff we posted or I posted regarding Beauty and the Beast, I am not the only one who feels this way. So I'm just saying, you know. But yeah, uh Pinocchio, one of my favorites, um, saw that in the Worcester Galleria when I was fucking three or four years old.
0: Whenever I think of Pinocchio, all I can think of is um you remember the TV show The Rugrats? Yes. yes. And they called it Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah.
1: I always think of the Simpsons with the itchy and scratchy. You'll be a good Pinocchio, and don't you lie. I promise I will never hurt you. And his nose grows and stabs uh, the cat right in the fucking eye. And he's like, ouch! But yeah, we will cover Pinocchio at one point, because I I have a lot to say about this. Despite the fact that I fucking love the movie, uh, there's so many wrong Nicole you go I was gonna say please Nicole
2: Nicole Um, when I was a kid I had a huge obsession with Jasmine so I loved Aladdin growing up yes okay can we just can we just talk about Jasmine for two seconds absolutely her hair oh my my god God. I wanted her hair I had I tried to have my mom when we were doing like childhood like photographs like the portraits like you go to Sears and stuff and I had, like, a Jasmine, like, locket, and I always used to tell my mom, like, can you make my hair look like that? Can you make my hair look like that? And she's like, I don't fucking know how to do that. (laughs) So I used to, like, want to be Jasmine, and I appreciate that they had a princess that wore pants, not, like, a fucking skirt, because i never. It was a lot more practical. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, Um, hmm, Lady and the Tramp. I loved that growing up. Um, And then even now, um, I know Pixar is associated with Disney, but I do love The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc. Mm -hmm. Just Disney hasn't really failed me yet. Then again, I haven't seen all 56 animated films that they've created. but
1: I can think of one that you probably won't see unless you already have a copy of it. Song of the South.
2: I've heard of it. But I haven't seen
1: it. It is so fucking racist.
2: <laughs> I think I've seen
0: it.
1: It was Is
0: it, it one of those like
1: it's that's animation
0: has, mixed with live action?
1: Yeah, and it's got the zippity doodah song. Yes. Yeah. Zippity-doo-dah, I've
0: zippity-doo-dah. seen that.
1: I saw I think in kindergarten maybe. Isn't
0: and, that the uh, I want to say that there's, like, a Tar Baby character or something.
1: Well, that's one of them. Uh, Speaking of racist, uh, Dumbo. (laughs) Dumbo is another, like, ultra-mega-racist fucking movie. All of the Crows. Oh, yeah. Disney Disney had some...
2: Fantasia. (sighs)
0: Fantasia's beautifully done. It is.
1: The deleted scene in Beauty and the Beast reminded me a lot of Fantasia with all the brooms... Uh, by themselves, autonomously cleaning up the the ballroom there. I
2: think that was kind of like an homage mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, a homage. The yes. original. I know it's not animated, but um, the original Parent Trap is a Disney film, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, with the uh, Haley Mills, Mills. Yeah.
1: I haven't seen either version. <gasps> with it's Hayley really Haley Mills good. or Lindsay Lohan. Lilo without Stitch.
0: I think that I think the original Parent Trap is. Better. Oh yeah. Um Great I, really, I love Dennis Quaid. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's Dennis Quaid and it's N- Natasha Richardson. Richards? Yes, you're correct. Um, I like them, though. and they're just yeah, they're just fantastic. And the uh, I forget her name, but whoever plays like. Kind of like the she's like the nanny like the house. Yeah, I don't want to say like maid, but like I, she lives of, with them. Like whoever she like, Joe she's Crawford. been. It's not Joan. Crawford,
2: <laughs> but ignore uh, him. Um, I, think, I forget her I, I, name. Jolie, but. Julie, Jolie. Newmar. Fisher, Jolie Ju, Fisher,
1: Jenna Fisher. From um, the
0: but anyways, I I like I like Shut the the cast of the remake, but I think the first one, like the the original, is a lot better.
2: Um, sorry, I'm like looking through the list because I'm like, I,
0: like... They
1: must have really loved Lindsay Lohan because they put her in a shit ton of those remakes. Well,
2: I mean, like she was the it girl at, at the, the time. time. So, yeah, like, you know, like, shop, confessions of a shop.
1: Like, no. whose who's Coke is this? Oh, it's Lindsay Lohan. Oh, she's in. Oh,
0: you're your yeah, um, confessions of a teenage drama queen. Thank you. I was that's like, what it was. Um, but she was in the Freaky Friday remake. I think that was Disney too. But yeah, um, it was. The best Herbie. part of that... Uh, was Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. Well, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis, Curtis is the best part made of that, most and and oh my God, Mark Harmon, <gasps> Mark Silver Mark Harmon. Harmon. Do you so, see a wheelchair
1: under Mark Harmon? You see a wheelchair oh, under he's Mark so Harmon. So handsome.
0: <laughs> Do you yeah. know why?
1: Because Mark Harmon is cool.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was the best part of that movie. Although she's pretty much the best part of every That's what movie I that she's involved in, except
1: um, trading places, where she is equally awesome
0: yes but again that's not a disney movie so getting are you back sure to, there's there's boobs in it yeah, again that's not a disney movie so getting back to the disney movies
2: do you have anything else that you did, Nicole? i'm looking through
0: lilo
1: uh, and stitch
2: uh disney i don't know if you've seen the african cats it was like a disney nature show my friend made me watch it it was really sad at the very end but i it know was what really... yours is well um, i think everyone knows what mine is
1: the aristocats
2: they're all good All of, I, I can't think of any more Oh my god Goofy the movie That was great The
1: I, goofy, goofy movie? Yeah Yeah uh, is, it, that,
2: is that the one where he's like
1: Yeah the Tommy Boy right? Tower,
2: tower of
0: Cheesa. Oh yeah it's With like
1: the, the Polly Shore meh,
0: Cheesy
2: tower
1: <laughs> They just basically Followed Polly Shore Around with a microphone He didn't even know He was like In a movie <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, I'm good. I Polly
1: have, Shore, if you're I, listening, we'd love to have you on the show.
2: God. Yeah, like he's really watch listening we'll, to our we'll
1: show. We'll get you on. Uh, she, does he
2: have anything else better to do? I don't.
0: He know He was on
1: Futurama. He stole Fry's girlfriend. But yeah, let's uh, let, Polly Shore. Uh, you can come hang out with uh, with us and Ray Park.
2: <laughs> oh, good grief!
1: Oh, on a side note, I did reach out uh, to Bruce Campbell. See if he wants to be on the show. (laughs) No, I literally did it through his website. There is a way to contact. It's like if you're working on a project, like, and he's like, don't contact me for like weddings, bar mitzvahs, you know, you know, phone messages, things like that. But if you if you're not, he has a whole list of things he doesn't want to do. And if you're not one of those things and podcasting wasn't on that list. So I was like, hey, come on down. We'll work around our schedule, you know, around your schedule, you know, provided Wolfie's not like man i ain't doing that like so, i am already way too busy i will he, it, not
3: accommodate bruce campbell
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what does bruce campbell have to do with disney nothing he was never in a disney movie so getting he back to disney
1: played a uh, guy with chin in uh, he was a background character in uh, aladdin he uh did the voice of the magic carpet
0: you're so full of shit.
1: I mean, granted, there were no speaking lines, but they motion captured. Uh, that's how they did that. They mo- they attached motion capture. At okay. Portable, so and he acted like a carpet.
2: Ashes, what about you? Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay. So I think we all know what my favorite Disney movie is because it's my all time favorite movie. Uh, Mary Poppins. Um I love Mary Poppins so much. The fact that it's being remade, um I wasn't happy about that. Well, it's not it's not being remade. It's a
2: sequel. So, it's like another another generation.
0: Right. Um I was a
2: little iffy about that until they
0: uh said who was cast in what uh, roles and the fact that it's Emily Blunt I love Makes her. me so incredibly happy and then the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, signed on to I believe he's actually going to be in it mm-hmm. and I just love him He'll be the hobo so, grifter friend? Yes he'll probably be the hobo grifter friend okay. um, I just I think he's just a magical person to begin with. Uh, somebody get me tickets to Hamilton please <laughs> um, but some of my other favorite Disney movies, uh, Leland and Stitch. We already talked about Stitch in a previous Mm -hmm. episode. Um, Some of the Disney princess movies I love. Not for the princesses. I am a fan of Disney villains. Mm -hmm. I love Ursula the Sea Witch.
1: Harvey Firestein.
0: I'm so hoping that happens. (laughs) Um, That'd be great. Yeah. If unfortunately, uh, the character of Ursula was... Mm-hmm. modeled modeled yes modeled after divine so i really wish divine was still around because obviously she would play the part and she would just be perfect for it uh, but she's not so i think harvey firestein would just be perfect for it i love cruella Deville. obviously i have this obsession for fur like with fur fake fur and fur coats and fake for goats you know we're we're animal friendly here but um i like the part i'm just not that cruel um <laughs> <laughs> but i absolutely love her and think that uh i love the cartoon portrayal of her but mm-hmm. i absolutely love glenn close she was wonderful house the, was in that he was he played one of our henchmen i also love uh maleficent Like, I love Maleficent so much. Like, if I could be anybody, I'd probably be Maleficent. Uh, And the evil queen from Snow White, I think she is just fantastic, too. I mean, come on now. We're all vain.
1: She had a shitty end, though. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, but, you know. I'm not talking about
1: the movie. Like, she just fell off a cliff and a rock landed on her. That's not a big deal. In the story, they put her in... Red hot metal shoes and made her dance until she died.
0: Again, that's irrelevant right now because that's not Disney. We're talking about Disney. But they so,
1: modified it into the Disney show. That was one of the first movies my dad ever took me to see in the theater. It took me and my younger brother, Dan, who uh, will be making an appearance in a couple of weeks.
2: She's going to cut you. I and, can see uh, in her eyes.
1: We went and we saw Snow White. Like, I think my dad took us to two movies ever. <laughs> If I'm remembering correctly, and that was like the only one that he took us to just him and the two of us. So Snow White's got a special place right here in my heart. <laughs>
0: You're okay. full of shit. Um so yeah, and I really like I, I do enjoy the Pixar movies most recently. I really, really, really <gasps> enjoyed Inside Out. I thought that was so well done. I
2: have not seen that one yet. Oh,
0: it's we'll let you borrow it.
1: It's okay. on it's on It's on the Voodoo. Voodoo. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's it's so well done. Um I love Finding Nemo. I had this weird obsession with it when it came out. We would just watch it over and over and over and over and over again. I was in college when it came out on DVD, too. So we were just a bunch of freshmen in college sitting around the dorm room on the weekends watching Nemo over and over and over and over, and over, <laughs> and over again. Um, so I think Disney has done an excellent job uh, with their movies. And I really like the direction that they're going in. Uh, kind of, you know, going in more of like a... Like a girl power direction. Oh, I agree. Um, I think it, it kind of started with... I'm trying to remember what came first... Uh, Tangled and the Princess and the Frog I believe came out around the same time mm-hmm. but it started it, it really started then you know Princess Tiana from the Princess and the Frog she was very independent like mm-hmm. I don't need no man like you're just getting in my way and same with Tangled the uh, the Rapunzel character like yeah. she wanted nothing to really to do with Flynn Rider or Eugene <laughs> um, you know she just wanted to be free and go and see the lanterns and um, you know, ultimately they fell in love, you know, throughout their adventures. Uh, and then obviously with Frozen, you know, something similar, you know, it was very girl powered, jam packed, you know, the, the Anna character fell in love with a reindeer on the way. Just kidding. It wasn't a reindeer. Was no, a... <laughs> the dude liked the
1: reindeer.
2: <laughs> what about, um...
1: Uh, just Brave girl, Merida. Mar- Marie- Meriden. Mer- Mer- yeah. Merida. Merida.
2: Merida.
0: <laughs> wow. prime um, Meridian. Wo- <laughs> <laughs> Merida. Uh, I actually haven't seen Brave. Yet. I think it's you on my list. It's really good. I really Your enjoy it.
1: Princess and the Frog came out 2009. Tangled was the following year,
0: 2010. Okay. um So, yeah, I really like this kind of like just girl power direction that they're heading in. And I think, you know, with the addition of Moana into this whole Disney princess realm, I I think that's really going to shoot them into, you know, into the future with, you know, uh, just
2: awesome, awesome movies. I think they're breaking the norm of, like, having a princess. That is exactly what I was trying to (laughs) say. And and
1: (laughs) we'll get into it. Uh, They even kind of, like, poke fun at themselves with a meta joke in that in that whole uh Well they vein. do that
0: you know and they do that with Frozen too. Uh Princess Elsa is like you can't marry a guy you just met. And that that's pretty much the main storyline of the majority uh, of yeah, Disney I'll princess just, movies. Yeah. It's like I just met you.
1: Little Mermaid anyone?
0: Hey, I just met you yeah. and this, is, this crazy. is crazy.
1: Hey, you're literally but the first human married. male I've I'll ever have seen.
0: have your baby.
1: <laughs> you're literally the first human male I've ever seen. And then Let's get married.
0: Right. So it's so refreshing to see by Disney the way, I'm
3: 16.
0: <laughs> it's so refreshing to see Disney going towards this direction. So unless anybody else has anything else to add.
1: I always I mean, have more stuff. I want
3: to add one thing real quick if yeah, that's okay. Sure. Absolutely. These are these are d- films that were put out by Disney but not typical Disney films. Uh, Midnight Madness from 1980, which was Michael J. Fox's first film, is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's not definitely not a typical Disney film. Uh, also, Tron. Oh, yeah, film. Tron. Oh, yeah. right. And Joey Tron?
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: And Something Wicked This Way Comes. Those I've are, not
1: seen any of those films.
3: They're all quite good. Uh, they're, once again, they're not like part of the, you know, when you think of Disney films, you don't necessarily think of these. But those are early 80s. All came out from 1980 to 1983 in that three-year range. So...
1: I came out around the same time, <laughs> between 80 and 83.
3: The other thing I was surprised was, I, I could have sworn that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was a Disney film. It is. It is. It's at least is not listed on two lists that I looked at. It's The 3D re-release was, but not...
1: I, I think originally it wasn't, but I think Disney picked up the rights to it Was it Buena Vista it.
3: or something like that?
1: I, something like that. Yeah. I'd have to look it up again. Um, but I know,
3: so they technically own it
1: now, like Star Wars.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but they didn't originally put it out, although they're doing that.
3: And now. and of course, I would probably list both the uh, Star Wars films that came out under Disney as well, if
1: that counts. See, I was thinking about that because I I I I, I, dig I guess them. you could you
3: can say the Marvel movies, yeah, as that well. too, yeah.
1: But like, that's not an original. Like most of Disney stuff isn't original, anyways. Like they're just taking other. Other people's stories and repackaging them, like, you know, the Lion King is actually Kimba the White Lion. Um, you know, Cinderella, Snow White, all these things, you know, Grimm's fairy tales. They change them just enough. You know, Pinocchio, again, is not their story, but they kind of take these things and make them
0: G rated. <laughs>
1: Honestly, some of this stuff. Because
0: uh, some of these fairy tales, they are dark.
1: The whole the scene in Pinocchio where he watches his best friend transform into a goddamn donkey like that shit ter- that scared the shit out of me. I'm like, ah! how's he gonna get better? <laughs> and he doesn't get better. And they just gloss over that shit. Uh, we're not gonna talk about Pinocchio right now though because we have to go to a break.
0: So, oh and I can't believe I forgot uh, Hocus Pocus is a yeah. Disney movie and I love it I finally watched it for the first time Sarah that. Jessica Parker is did in you really that? yeah yes she is and uh, Bette Midler who I absolutely adore Kathy and
1: Jimmy riding a vacuum
0: yes yeah. So, what did you think? Just a quick aside. I loved it. I really, yeah. really it's, enjoyed it. It's fun. Um, I think some people are like completely obsessed with it, and that's, that's I was cool.
1: thinking about that movie earlier because there, for whatever reason, because the scene where she cuts off her zombie boyfriend's uh, he, when he cuts open his mouth, yeah, and he starts like spewing all these like hateful terms at at uh Bette Midler, and he calls her like a trollop or something. And we were watching it, and you said to me, "Like, how come you never say nice things like that about me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why don't you call me a trollop? Um, I think yeah. we settled
1: on strumpet, <laughs> strumpet. <laughs> which I originally thought was a trumpet made of strudel, and not nearly as cool as what I thought it was.
0: My sister has a black cat that she named Banks after. I had a
1: old uh, best
2: friend who had her her cat was named Banks after that movie.
1: Yeah. And that's the kid from uh, Mark N- Harmon. N-C-I-S. NCIS. Yes. Yeah. Sean
2: Murphy. Yep.
0: So on that note, I think it's a really good time to go to a break before Patsy goes off on another tangent. I'm trying not <laughs> to. I'm trying not to. Mike. Patsy, the tangent nerd. <laughs> so the we'll
1: tangry be, nerd.
0: The ta- we'll be right back. We are back. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, So today we are going to talk about the character Moana from Disney's 2016 movie Moana.
1: She is the eponymous character.
0: So before we get things started, uh, guys, what did you think of the movie?
2: I loved it. Did you? I cried. A few times. It was really good.
1: I think they criminally... uh, Underused Troy Polamalu. Uh, oh my god. As villager number one. And I noticed that we had this discussion earlier uh, uh, during the designated break time at our workplace. Um, you know, you said he was just an, an inconsequential character. And I said, yeah, but he plays villager number one. That means he's the best villager. Like, he's the greatest villager ever. For those of you who don't know who Troy Polamalu was, he was a. Uh, a football man who he did played, a lot of shampoo commercials he did because he had like this insane like crop of hair very similar to uh maui in uh and most of the villagers in the in the film uh as they were depicted all the the men with like this big long curly hair um that was kind of like his trademark thing because he uh you know he's uh the a, a pacific islander um, I'm not sure exactly where I want to say Samoan but I don't know for sure and I don't want to just say that that's what he is um, but like that was his his thing he just never cut his hair and they featured him in this movie and actually Maui sort of kind of looks like him a little, bit. A little yeah, bit he definitely has a similar facial he looks more like Troy Palomalu than he does The Rock
0: he does have some of The Rock's features though
1: yeah like giant muscles and moving tattoos
0: yeah and the eyebrow
1: he does have the eyebrow
0: I appreciated that um I loved it I thought Moana was just
2: very well done I'm glad you finally got to see I know guys I finally got to see
0: Moana (laughs) 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 Patsy redeemed himself the day the movie came out on you know blu-ray he went out and he bought it for me Mm -hmm. so i could stop my complaining that's exactly what he said when he handed it to me he's like now shut up (laughs) i actually it was
1: even kind of work related because i had to run to walmart and get some compact discs uh, on which to put data and uh in doing so while i was at walmart because it was an aisle over i was like oh Here's CDs, and look, I have to walk by the movies in order to get it, so there's really no excuse for me to not buy this as I walk by, mm-hmm. so...
2: Um Not to go off-tangent, but... Don't is- go off on tangents! Oh my god, you are loud! <laughs> That's not...
1: Turn my microphone down.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, You were right. He is a, a, a Samoan descendant, so...
1: Thank you. I w- yeah, you're I wasn't... Welcome. I didn't want to just be like, oh yeah, you're Samoan, and, <laughs> Somebody puts a comment, it's like, you racist bastard, he's not Samoan, he's, I don't know, Polynesian.
2: Filipino. That's alright,
1: I I thought you were Cambodian when we first met. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to sound rude, but what nationality are you? Because I really feel like you're Cambodian, and I don't know if that's accurate. This is why it took, like, Nicole several months to even, like, say more than five words to me. And I was like, oh, I just kind of realized how that sounds. I sounded like a dick.
0: Wouldn't be the first
1: time.
0: (laughs) That's why it took forever. So, hey, Moana. Moana. Moana is the title character of Disney's 2016 Moana. I like
1: eponymous. That's a better word. Titular. Eponymous sounds cooler. Because it almost sounds like hippopotamus, but it's not.
0: Okay. Um, anyways, uh, Moana is voiced by, and I apologize, I am probably going to hack this up. Oli'i Cravalho. She is 16 years old, and Moana is 16, so it kind of worked out really well. Uh, Moana is the strong-willed daughter of the chief of a Polynesian tribe who is chosen by the ocean itself to reunite a mystical relic with a goddess. When blight strikes her island, Moana sets sail in search of Maui, a legendary demigod in hopes of saving her people. So... To kind of give a little bit of backstory, because this movie is relatively, you know, it's it's new. It just came out on DVD not too long ago. And, you know, it was in theaters uh, like six months ago. Uh, so Moana is the daughter of, like I said, the, the chief of a Polynesian tribe. So her job is to learn everything because it's her fate to take over the tribe eventually Mm -hmm. like that's that's her job like that's what she's been you know her her lot in life like that's what she's supposed to do being
1: groomed for leadership
0: exactly um and what happens is she as a baby because that's when our our movie starts out she's she's uh, two because she's having having a tough time
1: walking and it's perfectly acceptable for her to go around without a shirt
0: they make it really uh they're very adamant about staying on the island, staying in this small part of the island, staying together. And little baby Moana wants to go play, and the ocean is almost calling her. Uh, and she she makes her way towards the beach, and she makes her way towards the ocean, and she sees this this stone the the, the the ocean is enticing her with this stone and you're not quite sure what this stone is. Well they
1: show her the shells to get her to kind of walk out
0: Yeah, yeah. But like they and and she is caught her her grandmother um hold on let me make sure I get the grandma grandma Tala grandma Tala um is watching all of this and sees how her granddaughter has been chosen and knows that her granddaughter is destined for more than just you know uh leading this tribe on this island she knows that her granddaughter is going to do great and wonderful things but she knows that her granddaughter won't be able to achieve those things if she sticks to what her parents are teaching her Mm. and stays on the island so her grandma who uh calls herself pretty much the resident crazy lady, yeah, which I great. loved. Um,
1: yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. You
0: know, we see... So it, it's one of those... You, you see baby Moana and then you see this whole ocean scene. The ocean is calling her. You know that she's destined for more. It kind of goes through this whole like, montage-y thing. Moana is growing up and playing through the... The island through the ears and stuff, and you know, and there's a song to it in typical Disney fashion, and you know, you kind of flash forward, and she's now 16 years old, and she's being groomed to take over the leadership position on on this island, and she still feels that draw she's to the ocean, like she still feels like she's she's destined for something more, and you know, her her Grandma Tala kind of. shows her Mm -hmm. that once upon a time their people were more like they weren't just kind of like almost like they're recluses on this island like they don't they don't venture out and you know grandma tala shows moana that once upon a time their people were travelers Mm -hmm. and you know they they sailed the seas and they went everywhere and you know during all of this there is this kind of like infestation, like their island is infected. There's Mm -hmm. some sort of bacteria something that is eating away at the plants and stuff on Mm -hmm. the island. And they've overfished their waters. And, you know, Moana's like, no, no, no. If we just go and fish someplace else, you know, I'm sure that there are fish. And they're like, well, we can't do that. We need to stay here. And, you know, there's this whole inner inner quarrel and without giving too much away um that's kind of where our story starts is her with this inner quarrel you know i feel this call to the ocean but i have you know this responsibility to my people this responsibility that i was born into mm-hmm. and you know uh, what do i do and I think that, you know, uh, well, I don't think that I know that because they show you in the movie that her grandma provides her with a lot of guidance yep. to the point where. On her, well, on, on her deathbed, um, you know, her grandmother's says, go, just go. Yeah.
1: Use my death as a distraction while everybody else is watching yep. me. Because during her montage, every time, like, she starts to wander off, her dad's, like, right there grabbing her. It's one of those trying to protect her, like, oh, you know, something happened to me, but I'm not going to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to protect you, you know, and be very uh, obtuse about it. Right. Like. I can't be reasoned with or bargained with, I know you want to run off to the ocean. Because he didn't see what the grandmother saw and what Moana saw as a child. Yeah. Uh, And if you've seen The Abyss, you will get flashbacks. (laughs)
0: Um So so yeah, so Moana's grandmother Tala shows Moana a secret cave behind a waterfall where she finds boats inside and discovers her ancestors were voyagers sailing and discovering new islands across the world. Tala explains that they stopped voyaging because Maui, the demigod, stole the heart of Tafiti, which is the stone that was presented by the ocean to Moana in the beginning of the movie. I uh, just lost my spot. Um, yeah, so Maui stole the heart of Tafiti, causing monsters to appear in the ocean. Tala then says, cause darkness has been spreading from island to island. This is the infection that is, you know, um, pretty killing. much killing all of yeah. the island
1: life. And it starts with the coconuts.
0: Right. Uh, Tala gives Moana the heart of Tafiti, which she has kept safe for her since. That you know, with the beginning of the movie, Tala suddenly falls ill, and with her dying breaths, tells Moana to set sail. Moana and her pet rooster, Hey Hey,
1: (laughs) voiced by Alan Tudyk,
0: Hey, so awesome, depart in a believe it's called a drua, which is this makeshift boat, Mm -hmm. uh, to find Maui, a manta ray, which is the reincarnation of. Gramatala follows. After a typhoon wave flips her sailboat and knocks her unconscious, she awakens the next morning on an island inhabited by Maui, who traps her in a cave and takes her sailboat to search for his own fish hook. Which, that's a completely different part of the story. After escaping and catching up to Maui, Moana tries to convince him to return the heart, but Maui refuses, fearing its power will attract dark creatures. So, long story short, Grandma Tala gives Moana the confidence to go... And seek greater things, and that is exactly what Moana does. Now, not to get into a discussion, like a, a movie synopsis, because yeah. that's not what we do here. We do characters. Um, I want to talk about the character of of Moana. So before we get into that, like, what did you think of the Moana character?
2: I absolutely love it. I know we briefly talked about it in the last segment, but... Um, it's nice to see Disney Kind of change in time Where we had Disney princesses And we had that norm of like A princess goes with a prince Now we have Disney You know taking What's happening in right now Like women, feminists All sorts of strong individuals Going out there Trying to find their own voice Trying to find their own destiny and it's just really nice to see this in Disney because so many kids are influenced by these films and to see this strong character who isn't, you know, there's no, like, I wouldn't say love, but like that romantic element in the film other than, you know, the love of a family. Like, good, heartfelt messages are through strong characters and like this is, this is a perfect example and it's It's really nice to see Disney do something like this, especially where we're in a really hard time where our voices aren't heard. And they use Moana as a great example for little children, not just little girls, but little boys, too, to really, like, kind of push them out there. Like, you can do this, too. Like, you are destined to do great things. You don't have to stick to this norm or stay in the house. You can go out and see the world.
0: So, Moana, as Gramatala describes, stands out from the crowd. She is adventurous, headstrong, practically fearless, and physically capable. Though she has moments of self doubt, she has great pride in who she is and is generally too stubborn to back away from new challenges. Moana approaches new experiences and tasks with the utmost seriousness and will stand her ground to fight for what she values even when all seems lost. She can present herself as an imposing force despite her size and has bested the most fearsome beasts and impossible obstacles across the seas of Oceania. Ocean, oh, huh.
1: Oceana, oh, that's fine.
0: well it's, it's it's like oceania or something Ocean, yeah it's either yeah we'll call it Oceana. oceania
1: or oceania is a perfectly acceptable
2: <laughs> i was thinking are you it's trying
0: to the, say oh shit over there it's, it's the, yeah it's a
1: perfectly acceptable because there's a weird vowel agreement in it.
0: right um the seas of oceania while relying almost solely on her own intelligent Intelligence. Despite her strengths, Moana suffers from major identity crisis. Surrounded by a loving family and a supportive community of neighbors, Moana cares a great deal for her people and the village in which she was born and raised. However, she also has a passionate love for the ocean and the idea of voyaging beyond her home, Islanders Barrier Reef. At the start of the film, voyaging had been prohibited as a means to keep the people of Montanui safe, but even so, Moana's spirited and tenacious attitude kept her dreams of experiencing life beyond the island alive. At the same time, Moana was happily devoted to her village during her time as a chief in training. An intelligent and resourceful leader, Moana was quick to remedy any problems her village faced and was masterful in keeping herself composed and optimistic during times of a crisis. Moana's loyalty towards her family and people actually played a part in her crippling identity crisis. She didn't want to, she didn't want to let anybody down. No. But she saw that, you know, her island, like her people were suffering. And as a future leader, like you need to remedy that, you know, she, she wanted to find some way to, you know, make the people happy. But at the same time, you can't, and I think this is kind of like a, uh i i an inner quarrel that a lot of us have you know how to please everyone else while still pleasing yourself yeah
1: well it's not only that it is you know she she had to directly disobey her father yeah because her father was adamant that nobody leave the island he was a chief nobody leaves the island but it seemed like she spent more time and had more uh interaction with her grandmother And it might just be that grandma said the things that she wanted to hear more, you know, and then that's why she kind of flocked to her. Like, hey, you know, I saw the ocean choose you and I believe in all this crazy stuff. I don't think you're, you know, you imagine this thing that happened to you when you were two years old that nobody else saw, you know, I'm telling you this mythology and these stories because I know that they're true. And, you know, granted... Your dad is your dad and he's the chief and he's the one trying to teach you how to lead. But in order to be a true leader, sometimes you have to make sacrifices that aren't uh, that not everybody agrees with. And I think that's part of part of it and I will say one thing that I really really liked about the character design. They made her look like a real person. Yes. Like she didn't have like When you think of, like, a Snow White or a Cinderella or a Sleeping Beauty, like, these, like, for lack of a better word, supermodel dimensions and proportions. Like, she didn't have, like, these tiny slender little legs that went into tiny little feet. Like, she had real woman legs. Like, she looked (laughs) like a woman. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, you know they still drew her as, like, you know, a pretty young teenager, but they also made her, gave her realistic proportions. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and they did that with pretty much everybody on the island. Like, and I thought that was, that was excellent. Like, they made them look like real people as opposed to, you know, some of the Disney movies we mentioned earlier where everybody, you know, the protagonist is always this, you know, perfect uh, statuesque you know, person and the love interest is always this. You know, equally attractive. You know, uh, statuesque type person that you know. It's like, oh, look at, look at how this person looks, look at how that, and like everybody loves that person. Like you didn't, and like you said, Nicole, there was no like, everybody's running around lusting after uh, mm-hmm. Moana, and they're trying to hook her up with like the chief from that tribe over there on the other side mm-hmm. of the island. So there is none of that subplot. Uh, and I also like the fact that she was young enough where there wasn't going to be any type of romantic subplot yeah. with her and Maui cuz that would have been weird but like you know the the love that she that they displayed instead of being a romantic love it was a familial love and a love of people and a love of uh you know I'm doing this not for myself but because we need to like we have to do this like I'm the only one who can so I have to take this responsibility on myself no matter what the cost.
0: Right. So when it was revealed that she had been chosen by the ocean to restore the legendary heart of Tafiti, Moana did not put her focus on the potentially devastating outcome of her mission, uh, but the unity between her love for Montanui and her dream of voyaging in the tradition of her great ancestors. though This would ultimately benefit all parties. This mindset is perhaps Moana's greatest flaw. In being heroic and deathly devoted to her goals, Moana can be selfish in that she is willing to endanger the lives of others in order to prove she is capable of confronting her ambitions without fail. Mm -hmm. Both Tui and Maui confront Moana on this this during the events of the film and though she denied both accusations Accusations, she knew deep down that this was correct she could also be reckless with herself in this regard as she drove herself out to sea without proper training in the ways of wayfinding or even sailing and i know this pissed patrick off a lot he's like she doesn't even know what she's doing what the hell is she doing
2: like she's never but done it's this kind of like, it's kind of like when you're at that age you're you'd be like a teenager you well, do stupid shit she's she's fearless like yeah. she feels
0: very she fears very little but because of this she can occasionally bite off more than she can chew in typical like teenage fashion yeah and i think some of us still struggle with that as adults. <laughs> well,
1: if, yeah i can do that <laughs> i just look at it as, as like okay this ability is lost to our people no one knows how to do it no one has taught me and it's complicated like it's not like oh this is super easy i know how to you know plot a course and i know how to you know steer this boat or even keep because it's it was it's built very similar to like a catamaran there's like a a a a, a main pontoon and then there's like another pontoon off to the side that's used to kind of like guide and 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 I don't I don't I don't know all nautical terms. I'm not uh I'm not of a sailing Hoist Poison people.
0: the mizzenmast. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: there was no walking the plank, but I will say that if the ocean hadn't chosen her and like you know, guided because she she would, would, the, have ocean, yeah, would have been dead about eleven times. the ocean definitely
0: movie. played a major role in her uh, ultimately achieving her goals.
1: Especially when Maui was being a dick and he's like, "Oh, oh, you wanted to leave, but however, the ocean
0: did not give her the easy way out. No, like, no. It didn't really do everything. really did have to work for it. She yeah.
1: w- it basically guided her through the tutorial level, so to speak, because while she was learning how to do all these things. Uh, the ocean wasn't really, like, guiding her along. Like, she had to learn, and then Maui had to teach her some more stuff. Um, and then once she got the hang of it, like, that was it. Like, when she was in the final confrontation with things, there was no, uh, there was no assistance.
0: Well, and another thing about her, too, is she grows with failure, After Maui refused to assist her in battling Taka following a disastrous first encounter on her account, she works up the courage to redeem herself by facing the lava demon alone. She is also empathetic and looks to help herself by helping and understanding others first. This is most notably seen when she puts hours worth of focus on coming to understand Maui and the reasonings behind his own inner demons. In doing so, she was able to exhibit self-loving wisdom, specifically regarding how one should look inside themselves for strength and guidance, and not in someone else. Moana would later use this to encourage herself during her darkest hour. As she grew with her adventure, Moana discovered more about herself. She came to realize that no one can define who you are other than yourself. She was neither meant to be devoted solely to the sea or solely to her people, but to herself. As such, she was able to bring her two loves together, ultimately recreating and honoring what came before her, a unity between her people and the sea. So in the end, you know, her calling had a a purpose, Her calling to the sea had a purpose and she was ultimately able to unify her people of the tribe with her love of the ocean, which actually come to find out was a a love of their ancestors Mm -hmm. as well. And was able to kind of bring this tradition, right? Bring the tradition back to the island and ultimately save her people, which is what she set out to do to begin with. But in the process, also found herself yeah. a little more as well and realized that, you know, she's going to make an excellent, excellent leader of yeah. that tribe one day.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause she, you know, she really shows the idea of being selfless. Like she went out there on her own to, you know, um, save her people. And that's not something you learn overnight. It's something that you are, you go trial and error. You've, you You fail and you get back on the horse and try again. And if you fail again, oh well, dust yourself off and keep going again.
0: And the story of Moana and the character of Moana is just so amazing for both kids and adults alike. Like, I can just... I was so captivated with her character as an adult. Yeah. You know, like I'm sitting on the couch. First of all, I cannot wait to go home and watch this again. (laughs) Um, I can see this becoming an instant classic in my house, but it's so refreshing to see a, character portrayed in this way like you mentioned earlier there was no love interest actually the love was the love that she found for herself yeah
2: the love of the community the love of your family the love of you know learning to love yourself as well
0: and that's honestly the most satisfying love of all in Mm -hmm. in my opinion Um, (laughs) you know love yourself and love those around you and what more could you ask for yeah
2: and I really I really enjoyed I know I won't get into spoilers but like after the first battle where she's kind of like trying to think what am I supposed to do when like she gets talked to by the spirit of her grandmother where she's you know she's having that internal struggle and then her grandmother's like you are who you are there is greater good in you you just have to find it and you know that after failing she knows like this is there is something great in me. There's there's a reason why I'm here. There's a re, there's I have a reason to be here, a reason in within me, reason for my community. And, you know, she persevere and, you know, in the end, you know, comes Becomes a hero, becomes a great leader for her tribe,
0: and I think it it shows the importance of self discovery. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not saying that everyone should go and get a boat and just <laughs> say toodles, you know. But it's important to. I mean, I feel like you know me. I'm in my 30s. I feel like I'm still kind of like on that path. Every day, I get oh, a little on every day. bit closer, but you know, I'm still. I'm still in my boat,
2: you know, trying to... And I think...
1: Get your swim trunks and your <laughs> flippy floppies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think, you know, what. It, what's great is Disney shows, like, showed her failing. And it's okay. And, like, that's a message that is so universal. Like, it's okay to fail. And she wasn't perfect. Like,
0: her yeah. hair wasn't always perfect. Yeah. And, you know, everything wasn't just right, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, she failed her hair was a mess. And, you know, she had points where she didn't know what to do. Yeah. And she
2: was frustrated. And it was just so nice it's, to It's to comforting see. to have, especially, like, growing up, like, when we were watching Disney movies, we didn't really have these kinds of messages. And then, like, that's why I was so emotional watching. It's like, it's nice to see.
0: It's nice to see. We go from someday my prince will come yeah. to how far I'll go, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's it had nothing to do with... Oh, I'm waiting for my prince. And I think it's I like an evolution life to life, too. And, like,
2: oh, prince, prince, prince
0: guy. I
1: really hope someone comes along <laughs> to save me, because I'm incapable of doing it myself.
2: And it, like, it's an evolution in life. Like, We go through all these different norms. Right, and, because
0: sometimes you have to save your goddamn self. self. Yep, you really do. So on that note, I think that's a perfect place... <laughs> to cut off and go to our last break and then when we come back we're going to talk some battle monkeys
1: monkey battle do you love a scary story do you love to dance the big scary monster at Midnight is a collection of dark songs about sex love death revenge and the end of the
0: world Brought to you by the world's greatest monster hunting, Electroshock Band, The Dead Seeds.
1: This is Bobby Chains, Uncle Polly, from the Unchained Podcast, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday, hashtag Team Nicole.
2: Be there or be Arthur.
0: And we are back. Thanks for hanging out with us. So speaking of Unchained, um, I'm going to be on Unchained. So listen on Monday. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I'll be there. I'll I'll protect you.
0: He does does a good
2: job He does
0: Actually
3: you you don't need protection (laughs) I'm protecting (laughs) them from you Yes Yes That that sounds
0: about right Um, No I'm really excited To be joining these guys We're going to be talking about The Rocky Horror Picture Show Nice Um, So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited Uh, So yeah Listen uh, On This is Thursday Because it's slow down Thursday Uh, So tune in To Unchained On Monday Uh, You can find it Pretty much wherever you found this podcast, Stitcher, Stachel. Radio, Google, yeah, Play, Satchel, iTunes. iTunes. I think they do Twitchy stuff too. Twitchy stuff. Well, the Twitch page or whatever. Uh, twitch, or yeah.
1: yeah. Twitch TV. I get like a million updates. Yep. From I, uh, I the email. Yep. I will. I will say that uh, Bobby Chains and uh, Tim Nice are becoming a very important part of Uncle Polly's show. i think they're coming along nicely so
0: i'm really i'm really excited to go hang out with those guys i'm excited to see you step into the booth yeah there's there's rumors there may be some boothage going on so we shall we shall see well have fun and good luck
1: i'm gonna be playing fallout 4 (laughs) yeah
0: no you're gonna be cleaning your room
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I'll be doing. I'll be cleaning up the streets of post-apocalyptic Boston. That's what I'll be doing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. After you clean your room. (laughs) So we have some battle results to get into. So last week we threw down a King Kong battle royale: the 33 King Kong versus the 76 King Kong versus the 2005 King it was Kong. a steel
1: cage slobber knocker.
0: Slobber knocker. <laughs> so easily the 76 was just out (laughs) I think a couple of people chose the 76 version Um, even El Goro
1: had nothing nice to say about that version of of I mean if
0: you if you like this and I think there are some redeeming qualities about the 76 version of, of King Kong I liked a couple of the aspects you know a couple of aspects of that that particular film I just don't feel the need to ever watch it again
1: Um, Um, Real quick, though, before we get into the the final battle results, I just want to say, if you liked our show regarding uh, Kong, definitely check out El Goro's take on the 33 and 2005 version, because he covered that on Talk Without Rhythm, and he gets into more, you know, the the movie review than just the character review, and... um, he gives some
0: excellent He's, background on how the movie came to be and, you know, Marion Cooper and yep. the creation and everything. So he does a the different a, a portrayals superb, of the similar characters, an absolute superb job. He doesn't um.
1: mention Sienna Miller once, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he does a great job. And, uh, you know, I listened to it the other day and, you know, because I was very excited to hear his take. I haven't listened to the aside if, if you're a Patreon uh, customer i don't know what the patreon patron patreon Uh, supporter yeah you can listen to his uh review of the uh the new film the 2017 version so definitely check that out uh talk without rhythm our good buddy el goro so uh yeah go go ahead i just want to give him a quick plug
0: no, it was. A, I listened to it as well and I thought it was a fantastic show. I mean, his shows are always fantastic anyways, but he did a really good job covering King Kong. I, I really enjoyed
1: listening to it. I'm looking forward to Power Rangers.
0: <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers. No, that's,
1: that's, that's what he's doing. He's yeah. doing Is Power he, Rangers. That's, oh, no. that's
0: awesome. Um, so we are down to the 2005 version of Kong. And the 33 version of Kong. And by one vote, the 2005 King Kong just barely edged the 33 version of King Kong. And I know I was a 2005 King Kong supporter. I have a couple of 33 King Kong supporters.
2: So let me ask you. It was because uh, it was just beaten by adrian brody's nose like
1: who was bitch. just beaten by adrian's brody's nose no i oh, never
2: mind what <laughs> it was it was okay. oh she's saying that the 2005
0: version by won by a nose yeah oh. by adrian brody's nose i like his nose
1: i'm just gonna like start referring to random people and like saying that they voted for us like through text oh <laughs> uh, yeah so, so i want to know
0: Why did you choose the 33 version? I chose
1: 33 because of the uh, emotional and sentimental value. Um, Mainly because the ability that they showed this Kong to have despite the limitations of the technology at the time I feel was uh, uh, representative of someone that didn't need to do all these flancy, fancy jump flips and hoppy skip throws and whatever else he was doing. You know, he didn't have to jump and flip around to fight dinosaurs. He just, like, punched them in the face. He wrecked up some pterodactyl and just ripped them apart and was like, listen, the only thing I haven't punched in the face on this island is the carnivorous brontosaurus. And that's because he knows not to come near me. That's why. I mean, I just I thought he was he was the best.
0: Okay, Agent Nicole, why did you choose the thirty three version?
2: I I just have a love
1: for she's th- smart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> dirt, dirt. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> I just I love nostalgic stuff. I'm a huge classic Hollywood fan, and for me. I love cl- anything classic, so I stuck with the classic. Plus, Sienna Miller wasn't in the fucking 2005. <laughs> so I'm kind of pissed about that. Oh, my God. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> yes, I know. It's Naomi Watts. It's okay. <laughs> you should check our uh, Facebook page right now. I just posted something. I tagged you in it. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> um. So I chose the 2005 version just because I thought, A, um, it was the most realistic version. Of it, in the sense that it had was the version that had more ape-like qualities, gorilla-like qualities, and therefore would have, to me, had the most strength. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they spent a lot of time on Skull Island in that movie, and I feel that that version of King Kong displayed the most strength out of all of the King Kongs um, when battling certain creatures on. Skull Island. So I thought that the 2005. Actually, what I thought was that the two, the 33 version and the 2005 version would team up and just completely annihilate really the, the 76 six version. They'd yeah. be like, "Wow, you're too weird. Like you can't sit with us." Um, and then <laughs> like in our car, the 2005 version and the 33 version would just duke it out. And I, I feel like that. I, I was close because you know, part of me, like movie wise, I really enjoyed the 33 version mm-hmm. better just for the whole nostalgia like yeah again similar um reasons as you agent yeah. Cole. I love old Hollywood it's Fay
2: Ray and King Kong and it's so iconic you know RKO it's just ah it's everything it's like what um, did they like it's for me it was more of like they did this with the technology that they had at that time and it's right and it's, 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 it's incredible
0: how what you know and obviously we had this discussion a couple of episodes ago when we talked about king kong you know it's incredible what they did with what they had yeah but i just feel that the 2005 version uh just it would have been close but i feel like the 2005 version would have just won
2: i feel like i was gonna say like you know what they had to do with like this is a dad this is what my dad usually likes to say he's like you had to take shit to gold, like you had to just make shit out of gold and all that crap.
0: I think we can all agree, though, that the uh, 2017 King Kong would just kick the crap out That's of That's everybody. Fair. That's
1: not fair. He's still growing. He's, <laughs> he's, he's he's larger. If they all stood on each other's shoulders, he would almost reach uh his belly button. Yeah, his his nipples. That's how. Yeah, <laughs> <So all> right. <laughs>
2: Chesturing,
1: I was chesturing. <laughs> it's because he's much larger. It's not. It's not a fair fight. it would be like, so, so you no, would agree? It would be that the mountain the versus the Tyrion Lannister. So you
0: would agree that the to, the most recent version would just completely annihilate all of the other versions. Yes,
1: because it's not fair.
0: Well, right, but but we're in agreement. Well, Yes Yes we are It's So,
2: oh so anyways
1: Who those would are win Wicket the Ewok <laughs> Or Andre the Giant
2: Ewoks Ewoks <laughs> They're no. evil Little sons of bitches
0: They eat
1: people
2: <laughs> Nom 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 Yum Yum nom Yum <laughs> oh
0: So anyways That concludes our battle And that concludes this episode uh, yeah. Patsy Wanna Talk about what's going on next week
1: Um I thought you were going to ask me to like say our closing line. I was going to be like, keep on throwing. Keep on. <laughs> <laughs> Steal Nikki's line from uh, Punch, punch Farm. Um, that was a
2: good episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. They we do. got to yes. be on that
1: show. They were nice enough, nice enough to let us on there, even though... Uh, I sounded awful and I stole Nikki's punchline.
2: I didn't listen to the whole thing because I hadn't seen Logan, but it
1: was yeah, really... yeah. So if you
0: haven't
2: it. seen Logan, do not listen to <laughs>
0: that episode of Punch Farm. Um, listen I listen to have, every other episode. If you, yeah, listen to every other episode of Punch Farm because they are just awesome. Um, but if you have seen Logan and you are like us and just had to fucking talk about it, uh, definitely tune in to that pun- uh, episode of Punch Farm where we talk to Mark, Pancho Shizo yep. and the lovely Lish uh, about Logan and it's super jam-packed, filled with spoilers, so you've been warned. But we got
2: to we got to say the keep on punching. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard, I heard, at the I, end. I skipped like most of like the movie discussion I got right up to where you guys were playing uh red flags, was it? Yeah. Oh, and that was so fun. Yeah, that I was feel like that's that's
0: a game we might have to pick up because yes. that was a blast. But anyway, so yeah. thank you to the Punch Farm gang for allowing us to be on and to talk movies. It was a blast. And hopefully we can do it again soon. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, next next week we have a first-time guest. Uh, we will be having a good friend of the uh, Grand Canyon Network, not just our show, but Riku will be joining us. Riku! And we will be discussing uh, the character of the Major from... Uh, Ghost in the Shell, and he's going to be bringing a lot more knowledge than we have because we only saw the movie once, and I was confused as shit. So you guys
2: I, saw the movie; I have not.
1: Nicole didn't want to spring for uh, the Stars subscription on Amazon Prime.
2: What the fuck? Are, I am cheap when it comes to that shit.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was insinuating. You didn't
2: tell me that it was on Stars, but whatever.
1: And. Uh, we have some feedback for that episode. We have two pieces of feedback now. Ooh! Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be covering those folks. And uh,
3: you're a soothsayer. I am a <laughs> soothsayer. I, you you know a week in advance, you're going to have two pieces of feedback. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: that's. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm aiming for exactly two. That's my guess. <laughs>
3: Everyone sending more,
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we will have a new battle for you. And uh, we we took some time coming up with uh, our <laughs> battle that we'll come up with in a week. Uh, we didn't do it already today, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a wow. uh, science fact. We'll be the return of the Agent Nicole files, and we'll have things about wine and. Keep on throwing next (laughs) Thursday. We will see you next Thursday. Listen to Unchained on Monday.